Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Nerd Cops Podcast. This week, our hosts tackle one of the most astounding things in Disney history. What happened to Treasure Planet? This week, as usual, we're hosted by Nathaniel, Casey, and Renner. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Nerd Cops Podcast, where we aim to protect and serve the sanctity of nerdum. I am your host, Casey, along with my co-host, Nathaniel. Hello. And Renner. Hey, yo, what up? <laughs> Today we'll be discussing what happened to Treasure Planet. So let's dive in. Uh, let's start Let's start with you, Renner. What, uh, what, what is your experience with Treasure Planet? Bro, this movie was amazing. <laughs> I grew up with this movie. I love this movie so much. Um, just the characters. I love the development across the whole movie. Uh, I love the just the concept of, like, you know, like, uh, steampunk pirates in space. That's the most, like, badass thing, like, ever. And I, like, I, when I was younger, my dad, like, had me read the original Treasure Island. So, having read that after watching this movie and just noticing about, like, how, even though it's in space, it's still pretty spot on from what the <laughs> original book was. So, I was really? all like, yes, this is a great, one of the best book adaptations ever. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's my great. experience. Uh, plus, the the music has been a big part of my life forever. Um, jo- uh, geez, how did I already forget that John Rzesnik, uh, the the guy who basically wrote and performed a lot of like the um, the the songs that had lyrics. Um, I don't know if he specifically wrote the score. Uh, I no, that was J uh James Newton Howard, um, and then, so but yes, John Rzesnik's uh I'm still here. Yeah. Parentheses Jim's theme is one of like my favorite songs of all time. So that's Absolutely. my experience. Uh, how about you, Nathaniel? Oh, this so this is an interesting movie to me because honestly, it's one of those. Uh, if you're like, hey, is Treasure Planet a good movie? I'm always like, yeah, no, totally. It's great. And then they'd be like, when's the last time you watched the movie? I'm like, uh, like 10 years ago or something. And so I actually watched it, obviously, in preparation to talk about it here. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, my, my goodness, this is this is just such a good movie. Um, Even just the way it opens is just immediately gripping um you have you know this grand tale of pirates and adventure and then you learn this little kid's book and it's being narrated by fro froyo from not froyo frollo from uh hunchback of notre dame and which is amazing wait hold and, on hold on keep going keep going keep going you're good okay okay and so yeah, and i mean they do a really good job at immediately giving you a reason to care about Jim. And, you know, most of you care about his mom, you care about him, you care about this salamander guy who just like died in their restaurant slash home. Um, so like, there's just so much going on and it does such a good job at immediately gripping you. And honestly, it kind of keeps that tension, even though there's a lot of humor behind it, it does keep that tension really well. Um, and it actually has quite a few humorous characters too. You've got, um, Ben is kind of the more outlandish one, uh, Martin Short's character. Uh, you might have to remind me of the ki- the people's names, but you've got the little, is it Blob? Like, that's what I want to say. But that's Are you talking simple. about Morph? Morph, thank you. I was like, I know it's not. Yeah, so. Morph, him, what's that? He's a morph. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Dr. Delbert. Those, those three characters just bring me so much joy throughout all of this. Um, like, one of my favorite quotes in this entire movie comes from Dr. Delbert, where there is a perilous situation. And he's like, someone get help. 
we need a doctor. I mean, I am a doctor, but I'm not the kind of doctor who helps people. I'm just the kind of doctor who just sits there and is useless. Well, uh, I, I think what you're actually trying to quote is, I'm a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm just a doctor that sits there and is useless. In my head, that's exactly what I just said. So. But it's but not. It's not <laughs> what sorry. you said. Okay, okay. But yes, that is... Uh, he just... Yeah, it... Like you said, it is a fantastic adaptation of this book, too. Obviously, they added a sci-fi element to it. It is just a genuinely good telling of that classic story. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much covers it for me. Right on. And, I mean, I guess I'll throw my two cents in there. I, as well, love the story. I don't have as much to say as these two guys about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I I loved the movie. It was it was fantastic. Kind of like Nathaniel, same kind of boat. Is it's it's not always at the top of my head when I'm thinking about my favorite movies. But like when I'm asked if I loved that movie, it, it I absolutely did. It's an so, automatic yes. It's an automatic. There you go. Renner nailed it. So more specifically today, we're gonna talk about why uh, we're gonna do, come do, down to why we don't have Treasure Planet Two. I guess. Were we gonna so, say that? I was gonna say, like, before we go into that, like, I just okay. Nathaniel reminded me about like how awesome this movie opens, and I pulled up the script oh, yeah. because you know you anything like that is accessible on the internet. So of just just rereading the script on just how amazing it opens, and then just remember, just instant like. The music from the intro starts playing. I can hear it in the voice as I'm reading it. I'm like, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> On the so clearest of nights, when the winds of the Ethereum were calm and peaceful, the great merchant ships with their cargoes of Arcturian uh, Sara crystals felt safe and secure. Little did they suspect that, there that they were pursued by pirates and the most feared of all these pirates was the notorious captain nathaniel flint Fire! Well, that's probably another reason i really yeah. like this movie because <laughs> you're a pirate most nathaniels i don't know if y'all ever have picked up on this but being a nathaniel i definitely have most nathaniels in movies are like sniveling villains so it's always nice to be not that so what are you talking you know. about? He's sure. dead. Spoiler alert. He's uh, been dead the he, whole time. He was, he, he was cruel, though, That's while he fair. lived. That's I mean, I don't fair. care about my character living. I just don't want them to be a sniveling little... That's valid. That's valid. Spoiler alert. We all die, Renner. <laughs> True. Um, but anyway, to <laughs> to kind of go back into what you were talking about before I went onto that little tangent, Casey... We're kind of going to be talking about what happened to this movie, just in general. Because the yeah. thing is, is Disney, at the time, kind of screwed over this film. But if the thing is, like, if you ask anybody from our generation about this movie, we will, like, 90% of us say that this movie was amazing, I wanted to see more, what happened... Like, we, we don't know. It. Like, we, yes, like you said, we will defend it. But the thing is, is Disney did this movie so dirty. And because I am just not, as you guys already know, I'm the one who is um, uh, just the insane one. These two are going to have more information. <laughs> I'm yes, just sir. the wild, outlandish conspiracy theory person. So I'm going to let these two take over that and they'll tell you what so, technically happened yeah and i'm actually gonna i'm gonna throw this out there because i'm gonna come out this with slight controversy right out the gate oh i don't think disney did this on purpose i think <laughs> i really don't i know okay. we've seen some evidence that they're like yes they are deliberately trying to just destroy this movie it was clearly awful decision and I will admit there are definitely some business decisions that seem questionable at the, like awful. I'll say awful and we'll get into those, but at the heart of it, I think they just screwed up and 
there's a few things that we can get into. Um, so ultimately, let, let's just talk through like what we're talking about. Like, I'll, I'll just start with, I think to me, the biggest thing that they did, I would say just was going to screw this movie over right at the front is the release date. And they actually decided to push this movie into theaters. Um, so the big thing is basically within two weeks of each other, you had Harry Potter 2 and the Santa Claus 2. Um, Harry Potter 2, you can make the argument that either they might not have foreseen that movie doing as well as it did, which I find that hard to believe hard considering to believe. how successful the first one did. Yeah, for sure. You know, it wasn't their studio. So at least you can say, you know what? They were stuck there. They had to do that. The weird thing with Santa Claus 2, that's their movie. That yeah. is Disney's movie. So it is kind of this, like, why Why it, would you do that? It was interesting it, that they decided to push it out during the holidays. Like, that's one of, yeah. like, the biggest red flags is the fact of they tried to push this non-holiday movie yeah. out during the holidays. I'm looking into that because I think that was actually a fairly common practice for them, though. Um, pull that a list up because I have looked at that a lot, but I don't have it memorized despite my best efforts. <laughs> I mean, I feel so, like I mean, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of very highly anticipated and good movies come out like the day before Christmas. Yeah, am I so, wrong? Well, no, yeah, that's fair, but the thing is, is a lot of them will be either, like, I want to say, like, a family movie, a feel-good movie, or something along that nature, whereas, like, this okay. is almost kind of like an action-adventure movie. Oh, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that is definitely more of, like, a, like, a blockbuster, summer. like, summer movie. Yeah. So to go along with that, I think for me, a lot of the comparisons I'm going to be making throughout this episode is going to be to Atlantis, which is interesting because admittedly, Atlantis is also kind of a failure. Yes, it's, in it's a still a great movie, range. but it got a still sequel. A it got a sequel and it got it a mini series. Uh, we'll get into that. There's a reason that uh, there is a distinct reason that this movie didn't, which we can get into the reasons behind that later, but we'll get into that. So just to be specific, just so people are all on the same page. So actually I was wrong about the two weeks thing. So treasure planet came out November 27th, 2002. So it, that would have been, I think just Thanksgiving weekend. Um, which, you know, for another movie might not have even been bad, but like for monsters, Inc., um, the year prior, it was released November 2nd, 2001. And going back, you had, like, 2000 was just not a great movie, if I'm being honest. And then the year before that, you had Toy Story 2, came out November 24th, 1990, uh, 1999. Wait, so, what like, came out in 2000? Uh, 1999 was Toy Story 2. Oh, the 2000 uh, fall movie, winter movie, is 102 Dalmatians, which ah. is... Okay. Yeah, oh, ah. I was just like, I just skipped that one because I was like, that <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so it, it's not like they were like, oh, we're just going to put this movie here and it's going to destroy the movie because we wanted to. It, it, it's a fairly established date for them. There's some wiggle room. Like Toy Story 2 is later in the month, Monsters, Inc. earlier in the month. But that time frame isn't like out of the ordinary for them. Um, so I, I found that interesting. And but you do still have uh, just a, less than a month before that you have another movie coming out in the Santa Claus too, but and they do that too like um so like they had Mad Mickey's Magical Christmas come out the year prior but that was just for the Disney television so I wouldn't even count that and then the next Christmas thing I see before then is I don't even know. I'm in 1997, and I'm not seeing anything Christmassy before then. So, where did, when did the actual first Santa Claus come out? Control F. Whoa, that was a lot earlier than I expected that to be. Um, that makes that tracks though. That tracks. Yeah. 
yeah, that yeah. tracks. Yeah, it does. Wow, there's a huge gap between those movies that I didn't think was there. Uh, <laughs> um, Bro, okay. the 90s no. were wild. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, so ultimately, that that's my conclusion there. So let's get into... So for some people who may know, I am a numbers person, finance person. So I want to get into the actual like reason. Like he, that, just just to clarify, like he does yeah. that for work. It's not just uh, yes. he's a numbers person. He as a yes. job, he literally works with finances. Correct. That is what people. I do for a living. So uh, that's what I really dug into here. So I'm going to go from I'm just going to compare Atlantis, which was a noticeable flop for Disney um, and Treasure Planet. So air, air Atlantis quotes, air quotes. And it's and the reason I'm saying air quotes is because by Disney standards, it's a flop. Yes. Financially, it was considered a flop. I mean, yeah, uh, that I will just say by, straight by up. business numbers. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Atlantis had a budget of $120 million and made $186.1 million, um, which ultimately with the way that you normally calculate how movies are budgeted you basically want to make all of your budget back plus 50 percent so it does that technically by 6.1 million dollars with with that much extra so like it what it hopefully at least covered the cost of making it and marketing it but profit wise almost nothing effectively correct okay so with Treasure Planet, the budget, the production budget was $140 million and the box office ended at $110 million. So they lost their production. They didn't even make up their production money, let alone their marketing money. Well, but so, the, so I got to I got to go back and just just reiterate something that you said earlier yes it released at an at an interesting time for the kind of movie it was but i think part of the issue was if i remember correctly they didn't really market this movie they were more focused on lilo and stitch which on lilo and stitch which came out the same year yeah, but I mean, I've seen trailer. I watched a trailer for it, so they at least did that. Yes, but okay, even but then, even then, I don't. I still don't think that they really marketed that movie. You have a marketing department that is being paid to do something with that movie. Does it have the fifty percent that you need? Maybe not. Even if it's say ten million dollars, which is a very, 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 very small budget for a Disney movie, you still lost forty million dollars this movie 30 so, 30 no. million <laughs> nope because i'm adding 10 million to 140 then subtracting 110 that's okay, 40 million my bad <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i if i remember uh if i remember correctly i think one of the problems might be and nathaniel maybe you can speak into this is maybe they didn't push it hard enough but if i recall they actually had spoilers in the in in the correct. Uh, and, and to be fair, yes, no, absolutely, they they totally do. They they spoil. I mean, I guess we can say, hey, spoiler alert for this twenty year old movie. Uh, they spoil the fact that the cyborg is the villain. Um, to be fair, I I went into the movie rewatching it with that in mind, and like, no point do you think he's not the villain. I mean, yeah, Jim does as he a character. Kind of, he's pretty sketch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he's Jim is literally warned at the very beginning of the movie, beware the cyborg. And then um, he's like, first, just, yes. just, just a second. If, if you know anything about the book, the original book, Treasure Island, you That's... know, starting out that the, that, uh, that, uh, what is it? Long, Long John, Long John Silver? is is a villain he is not yes. a good guy <laughs> yes and that but i was even going no if you don't know if you know nothing about the story even even the movie within minutes tells you that he's the villain so okay. well yes like, but that's also the same thing of the book it's the same yeah. thing because like yeah, you're told at the very beginning of the book like the main character jim hawkins is told hey beware the seafaring man with one leg Meaning, yeah. 
like like it it's it's not necessarily like a spoiler they're following the book that's that's exactly. a whole plot exactly. point is the fact of you're told to be careful of this character but then this person is also like doing everything in his power to turn into a father figure I would actually argue he's not i think he's trying to do everything in his mental power not to become a father figure and he ends up becoming one anyway i don't think he wants to <laughs> he doesn't want i think by the end of it i think by the end of it he kind of accepts it by the end i agree but i think he spends most of that movie trying not to get attached to jim but jim is just so gosh darn lovable that he can't help himself so <laughs> cries because he says something that a dad would say and then just cries and he's just like oh oh no what have i done yup yup didn't your father ever tell you not to do this thing and he's just like i never had a dad ask him whenever you Uh, need him and then it's and then he just goes oh oh (laughs) yup uh heartbreaking um for sure the only other thing I have was a kind of a note of this movie before we jump into Treasure Planet 2 and before I, I'll let y'all actually speak into stuff too. I feel like I've taken over that conversation a bit is actually the technology behind it. The reason it is so expensive. To, so to compare Lilo and Stitch, which came out the same year, its production budget was $80 million compared to Treasure Planet's $140 million. So it was just generally a much more expensive movie to make. Um, to be fair, at Tarzan and Atlantis were both pretty much up there. 130 for uh, Tarzan, 120 for Atlantis. Both very expensive movies. But the reason is because they use the same technology, which has now somewhat become obsolete, but was really big at the time called Deep Canvas. And basically, it is like creating a 3D world in which 2D animators come in and draw over it, which looks really cool, which is why Tarzan looks really cool. That's why I would argue Treasure which Planet looks badass. really cool. It is. It's, yeah. it's awesome. It looks beautiful, but it was expensive. So I think, I mean, I don't, I didn't do the research into how much longer they continued using that technology, but I believe it was 2005. Chicken Little came out. I'm going to quickly look oh, that. I thought it was uh, Hunchback. All right. All right. Nah, uh, I think it would be Chicken Little because I, I didn't realize that Chicken Little would have been deep canvas i would have thought no 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 so what i'm saying is uh, chicken little is considered um the first one disney's first cg first completely 3d cgi movie. oh okay okay they by that point i would say they are probably trying to either eliminate or reduce greatly that technology because i think they were just finding it that that was too expensive so instead of doing 3d animation with 2d animation it's going to do 3d animation and, you know, you can get into the transition from 2D animation to 3D animation. But within a few years, they had completely ditched 2D animation, quick, yeah. as we have now. I think Princess and the Frog being the last 2D oh, movie yeah, they've yeah. ever made. So, Which I just got to say, that makes me so sad because I absolutely yeah. love the crossover between 3D and 2D. It's so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, but agreed. Alas. We yeah, are I, I, I believe that. The, the the last two D animated film that Disney did was Princess and the Frog. I yeah, can confirm, yeah. which that makes was... me sad because I yeah. love two D animation. Yeah. but that one it, honestly is the same story. That movie didn't do well enough, and so they decided to basically shut down that part of their company to really focus on the three D animation. Oh, no, within a few years, Frozen happened, and then everything's been. <laughs> pretty confirmed since then so i kind of thought it was opposite i thought that uh the princess and the frog was kind of revered as disney's comeback well yeah that's okay hold on it was disney's comeback because they had a black princess (laughs) well i mean and and it was was kind of the test of disney not the black princess part but the the 2d animation (laughs) they basically were like we're gonna put all we're kind of gonna go all in on this movie we're gonna market it it's gonna be really good and it's a good movie i love that movie and it was marketed well they did everything right it just still didn't do well and i think that was them going okay 
we need to stop. It's too expensive. We need to transition over. Once again, that's kind of a different topic. Does uh, kind yeah, of play like, into our you know, current one, but you know, like three D um, animation isn't it any less expensive. I, that's what I was kind of wondering, but I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I think it's the time aspect of it. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not an animator. You oh, are oh, actually much more of an animator so, than I am. So I'm, I'm just gonna say, three D animation and two D animation have completely different timelines. And the thing is, is it is it takes longer for something to be three D animated, depending obviously depending on the size of the workforce that you have, and depending on what assets everybody's specifically working with. But the thing is, is like still, you would be able to crank out. I want to say at least two films in like that two D aspect. In the same time that it takes you to fully render, fully animate, and fully put everything together for a 3D animated film. If you want to, like, really, like, just talk about, like, how difficult it is for 3D animation, Elsa's hair goes through her body. It's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. But here's so, the other part of that, real quick, is the amount of money it brings in. There can't you go. even compare. Yeah, just that's what I was end. about to point out. Is yeah. It doesn't matter if nobody goes to it. People have to go to it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. fair, but I I feel like I I and I'm speaking solely from like personal experience. I feel like if Disney decided to put out a two dimensional film in that same kind of aspect in a three D space, but it's a two D animated film, people would go would be interested and would want to go see it solely out of nostalgia for the things that they grew up watching. Now. Honestly, now you might be right, but in their defense, statistically, oh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying like <laughs> if they had continued. I'm just saying if they put one out like right now, right now, yeah, that's what I, I mean. Saying. I'd go, although I'd, it doesn't matter what they put out, I'll probably go. I'll, I'll still <laughs> watch it. Unfortunately, <laughs> not un well. Fortunately and unfortunately, due to some things that Disney has done, unfortunately, so. That's just going to be the case with the large company. You just kind of have to yeah. take it with all the, with all of it, with, with all, all the of stuff. That with, goes all of it, with all of it, with all of it, is Pirates of the Caribbean going to be the same? No, no, it's not. No, Johnny's you... not coming back. We don't need to get into that though. <laughs> Wait, okay, I, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Answer me this one question: Yes or no? Is there a new one coming out? Yes, there is a new one coming out. They had already started production on it when okay. everything else came to a head gotcha all right we're gonna stay focused i just needed to know that also not okay but let's continue <laughs> okay so i'll give renner the floor i feel like i have given my case of i know why this failed but not necessarily i once again i don't think they went into it trying to destroy the movie but i'll let you i feel like you need the floor for a second to say no disney is satan and they hate this movie and they wanted it to oh okay go. okay well, okay, so the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm th pretty sure that we all watched so like the same videos and read similar articles. A lot of the things that I've I saw and I read pertained to the fact of this movie was meant to come out two to three years prior from when it did. They had been trying to push this movie to Disney for years. And multiple the years. Multiple yeah. years. I'll put I'll put Cons a little bit of that. Like almost, I think over ten years consecutively. Yeah. By the way, yes. Yes. every year uh, they would reapproach. Tell who, because we're saying, uh, hey, oh, but yeah. there are actual He's, people behind this. Ron Clements uh, and um, why is that name leaving me now? Clements ha, and you're pulling the Musker, me right now. John Musker. There you go. Yeah, they they. So they 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 proposed this film consecutively for a decade pretty much and it kept it kept getting rejected and rejected solely because they didn't quote unquote like it the the company the people that were running the company did not want to do it because they didn't like it and didn't like the idea or the concept even though the concept is amazing, 
which is why they, when it did finally get like approved and do all that, they, yes, there, I'll, I'll admit there is a trailer, but other than the trailer, they did not really market this movie. How every other movie of the time, as, including the one of the same year, Lilo and Stitch, when that came out, that had multiple different ads, multiple different variations of the way that it was marketed billboards um uh like pop-up meet and greets with the character like they had multiple things where what with what they did with lilo and stitch that they did not do with treasure planet the, then that's part of why i'm saying uh, I, I said at the beginning like this is kind of like the conspiracy aspect and it's mostly just because because the like the person who approved the movie already didn't like the concept. He wasn't going to try to promote it any farther than he had to. I wonder, you think they were just trying to cut their losses, you know, kind of thing. I think, I definitely think it was just like, okay, cool. We'll indulge you. Sure. Make the movie go for it. Who's, who's the, they you think of when you're saying this, uh, I, uh, the I don't know who would the, who the person the president so the president the, of Walt Disney the, Future Animation I believe so thinking? I believe so have this so I actually have a quote from Thomas Schumacher who is the, who was the president of Walt Disney Future Animation at this time um into that yet but there I will just say it it kind of proves that he thought there was potential in this series and that's why it got approved. But the thing is, is the person who was um, in that position before him went, like, moved up in the company. That was why. The only reason it got approved is because the person who was doing that job before he was, was no longer in that position because he got moved up. He got promoted. Okay. So that was Peter Schneider. I mean, and you you might be right. So he so um, Thomas Schumacher was in office from January 1999 until the very end of 2002. So this movie was basically his last film um, before, let's see, David Stanton took over. Um, so there might be legitimacy to that there. I, I don't know. I can't talk to these people, unfortunately. <laughs> that would be cool. Um <laughs> actually tried i'm not gonna i'm just gonna throw that out there i tried to see if i can message a few of these people and if they'd respond but uh I, you can't message most of these people so there yep. you go we'll figure <laughs> yep um so yeah i mean there's a possibility i will say the person who was active during its release though from so he he took place he took office in january of 1999 so he would have been the person overseeing the release of this movie he did seem to have see the potential in it. Yes, it might it still could have been someone else, but I don't think it would have been him. I I think he's the reason the movie got made, but because he was not necessarily like the person who obviously like the overarching person of the did like I think the whole, like the CEO. I do. I don't think it's the CEO who who was the issue here. It's the person who is above him technically. I, and I can't necessarily. I can't think of That'd his name right board? now. It it could have been the board. I don't know. But okay. and, and like I said, this is all conspiracy, kind of because <laughs> we tell. don't have technical <laughs> facts. But it, essentially, from everything that I've seen, it was literally solely because they did not like this film or the concept behind it. They did not want to promote it. They did not want it to succeed. Okay. So, I think, unless you have more, I think this is a good time to jump into... Sorry, what, what could have been? Ah, uh, dude, what could have been... <laughs> From from what I've seen, there was like the talk of like a Disney Channel original series, like with what mm. they did with Hercules. Like there was also so the talk I... of a sequel, <clears throat> like a film. Mm. Like there there was there was so much that was So I'll use that about. as a jumping point. So that Thomas Schumacher quote that I was talking about actually plays into the notion of the series. 
So he said, this is a quote, there's also a notion of what a series could be. I have all the pieces in place, and should we decide to push the button, we push the button. So it does sound like he has like this idea of what it could be. And I, I genuinely feel like if if he, the president of the Walt Disney feature animation, didn't have confidence in it, he probably wouldn't have done any of that. Because um, why would you? So That's fair. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, it does seem like there that was there potentially in place. But we actually know for a fact that the sequel was in process, potentially. Not potentially. It was in process. They had talked about a plot. It wasn't very far in production before it got shut down. We do actually have a fairly long quote. Um, just It's actually from June Falkenstein, who was the proposed director for the movie. But I'm going to let Casey, I think, read just portions of it, and then we'll kind of take it. And It's a long quote, so we'll kind of break it up. Yeah, well, let's see. We'll take it into sections here. So... <clears throat> The sequel was to pick up where the first film left off, with Jim Hawkins going to the Royal Interstellar Academy. At the Academy, he is the hotshot, the quote-unquote natural, but he doesn't follow the rules very well. Hence, he gets off to a shaky start, especially with his classmate, Kate, who is very smart and has a type A personality. Kate's father is Admiral Blake, the commander of the Navy. Jim and Kate vie for top of the class but have very difficult skills different we'll pause right there different skills yeah what did i say difficult, difficult. my bad <laughs> which is a very different word yes yes, yes. so i will say so, right off the bat that it, it kind of seems like it you know it even says that's right where we left off like he was entered yes. into the royal interstellar academy he was accepted and now he goes so it makes sense yeah you mean to continue or do we have more to contemplate i think there? i think you can go ahead okay so it can june continues to say captain amelia is dean of the academy which has a brand new vessel the centurion designed by dr doppler the centurion is a the fastest ship in the galaxy the b-e-n is ben. its pilot Ben. Just Ben. Oh, yeah. 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 My bad. <laughs> so I, I do think that that is interesting that they decided to like like obviously we would see Dr. Doppler again but Captain Amelia I mean it, being the dean it does it, I do think it's interesting and I do think that that does kind of make sense but then also Ben being the pilot that I don't necessarily understand. <laughs> not. He's a completely legitimate and wholesome and trustworthy person. Even whenever <laughs> he got his brain back, he was still <laughs> insane. <laughs> this is true. Can't argue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, you well, want to go ahead and... Yep, I'll continue. So, <clears throat> the pirate Ironbeard desires to commandeer the Centurion. This ruthless villain is relatively all iron, almost nothing of whom he originally was, inside and out, is left. He leads a group of pirates to hijack the Centurion while Jim and Kate are aboard. The Navy cannot catch the Centurion due to the vessel's speed and armor. So essentially a new cyborg appears and wants the Centurion. To playing off the obvious thing, it's the sci-fi version of Blackbeard, effectively. Yeah. All right, and then she goes on to say, last, last paragraph is, mm, Jim sure. and Kate escape the Centurion. Jim decides he needs a pirate to help catch pirates. They find his old buddy Long John Silver in the Lagoon Nebula, where he is running and smuggling, where he is running a smuggling ring. Silver agrees to help him help when he hears about the centurion jim and kate receive a tracking signal from ben who is currently hostage aboard the centurion he follows via silver's creaky vessel they discover the centurion docked near the botany bay prison an asteroid and that bum, 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 bum. and that's it so and like i said that's the quote from the proposed director of the film so that's kind of where it would have gone so let, let's just take a second what what do we think of that movie if it was to be made i want I, it 
I I thought it would be really interesting. That'd be really cool to see. <laughs> but also, um, uh, just you know, to follow up, um, uh, the next literal quote is is from June June Falkenstein as well, and it's literally this was a huge bummer because we thought the project was rocketing along really smoothly. The all the crew were really enthusiastic about the film. Sorry, that was my bad. I didn't realize that was June as well. <laughs> yeah, so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, which you know, once again, there were there were people in charge who thought the movie was going to be successful. Otherwise, once again, these teams wouldn't have existed. Doesn't mean there's someone above them who didn't think that, but at least it wasn't a company wide belief that this movie was going to be. A I never said that it was a no, no, and I, I was not, I was not, I was not implying you did. I just wanted to throw out there that like there was hope for this movie. It yeah, just, there really it just was. didn't work, mm. which is honestly kind of sadder in a way. Like that last quote is like, yeah, that's that's such, I mean, such a downer of a quote. Like, yeah, imagine <laughs> that. Like as a whole team, you've been working on this. You're so excited about it, and then your boss walks in and says, "Nope." Your, yeah, your that's... boss literally goes, "Yep, unfortunately, um, uh, stop. Everybody, go yeah. start working on this movie instead." And yeah, everyone's just suck. like, "What?" I mean, Why? let's be honest. That that's kind of the same thing that kind of happened with uh, the Prince of Egypt and Shrek. Um. Hmm. Uh, those two movies were being produced and um and being created at the same time and the thing is is like if you messed up or you missed your deadlines when you were working at working on the prince of egypt you would be sent to go work on shrek <laughs> like that that was literally a thing that animators mm -hmm. from dreamworks said you have to do that no. that that's that it was a literal company practice of if you missed your deadlines or you messed something up, you will be sent to go work on Shrek. Yeah, I mean, and Disney has that too. I mean, Disney has their separation of this is our high quality output, this is our low quality output, um, which actually transitions really well into my opinion. I don't think this movie would have been very good, despite the fact that it sounds really good. The reason I'm saying that is because yeah. the other sequels that came out at this time were Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, Atlantis 2, Mulan 2, and Tarzan 2. And I don't know if you've seen all of those. I have seen all of those. And they're not great. <laughs> they're not great. Some of them are actually not great, really, yeah. really, really bad. So yeah. I will it's say, not like... I will say Atlantis 2 had a good like a good concept about following along with like all of like these other urban legends and stuff hmm. but other than that not good not great and yeah. honestly i feel like that's what we would have been saying if this movie did come to be it's like oh they actually they actually carried it you know they had this a cool idea it just didn't really work i i, re I yeah. genuinely feel like that's what we would have been if this movie did come out that so which which is sad, but this is this is the same thing. They have their their A team but, who works on their big movies, and they work on they have their B team. And no uh, no shade to Jane Falkenstein, but with her movies, she was considered a a B team person. I, I at will Disney at the time. I will say if I remember correctly, Atlantis to Milo's Return was not a movie that released in theaters. It right. was a. It was released yeah. on Disney Channel, which is why there are literal cuts in the film for credits. Yes. For commercials? Or for commercials. Mean? For commercials. Yeah, like, I mean, there's literal times where the movie fades to black mm -hmm. and then opens up on a completely brand new location because yeah. it goes to commercial. It's, it's not it exclusive to that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, just say, it's not exclusive to that one. It, no, it's that not. That was a lot of the sequels of disney like that's kind of I, what I, I am aware did. so yeah you're not wrong though i mean yeah 100%. like I, I think the gap in between rescuers down under i want to say wreck it ralph 2 oh, those were the movie. those were the theatric those were the theatrical release sequels yeah but and that is a huge gap of time yes but <laughs> yeah. uh, again can you blame them rescuers 2 down under was a pretty good movie Oh, it was so good. I like it. <laughs> Just gotta throw that out there. <laughs> I, I I like Rescuers Down Under more than I liked the first one. So. Uh, second that motion, for sure. Yes. 
And I Wait, will say the rescuers on. also did have a lot going. <laughs> it was the first movie made without Walt Disney. So now, you know, to be clear, Renner, we're not that. saying the bad. The first one's bad. I think there's for Nathaniel and I. I think there is a lot of nostalgicness to there is, there is. the second the rest- one. To be honest. Wait for the rescuers or the rescuers down under. Honestly, oh. both. But Cause that, oh. yeah, because I never once said that the rescuers down under or the rescuers sucks. I it genuinely enjoyed that movie. I, so, I but what I'm saying is, I, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying I think the rescuers down under is like much better than the rescuers. Oh, that is definitely. my opinion. But that's also oh, okay. just because that was also. Hold on one sec. Doing on-the-fly research. Uh, the rescuers. Okay, but here's the thing, though. I think part of the reason why you say that is, one, because the rescuers down under came out in 1990. Um, the original came out in 1990 or 1977. Okay. Okay, now I will admit, I did not realize there was 18 years in difference there. That's Whoa, that's some, I'm not going to lie, that's some bad math there. That was some pretty bad math. <laughs> wow. <did> I, that's... <laughs> it's 13 years. 13 years. It's 13. But you, you were okay. close. But I got to say, I'm not the math guy. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> but, um, but, but genuinely, my, my statement will still apply. That is still a big jump. And I mean, yeah. every way. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But then it, you gotta remember that. So, hold on. Uh, Rescural. Uh. Twelve. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, it's not as big as a gap, but Ralph breaks the internet came out six years after Wreck-It Ralph. And for, like, sequel films, that's a pretty big gap, especially Wait. by Disney standards. Sorry, my internet broke up a little bit. Can can you repeat that comparison for me? I'm sorry. So so I said by, by comparison, like, yeah, The Rescuers, 1977 to... 1990. 1990. And to even further your point, like the amount of time that Wreck It Ralph takes greatly exceeds the amount of time that Rescuers Down Under would have taken. Definitely. So, like, they. Yeah. And, and then, so. like, the. So, another one is. Uh. F- uh. Frozen and Frozen 2. The oh oh so inter- okay hold on one sec it's the same year gap between Frozen two mm-hmm. and Frozen and then Ralph breaks the internet and Wreck It Ralph that's because Wreck It yeah. Ralph came out then Frozen came out and it's so it's the same year gap almost yep no I will point out though like we do have to at least be mindful of the technology difference that we are talking about too and just the advancements that we're talking well yeah like, no duh why do you 70... think <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. say why do you think it looks better yeah well <laughs> but i mean it's to be, i mean that's i think that's because like 1990 so i was what six maybe seven depending on when it came out exactly but i mean so i mean i obviously favored that one I was not even alive when the first one came out. <laughs> My but... parents weren't married when that came out. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. My parent. Oh, this is a fun one. Our parents were teenagers when that came out. So. Oh my gosh. My <laughs> yep, dad. Right. Wait, the, wait, hold on. The original, the rescuers? The original rescuers. Yeah. Oh, my dad was like 21. <laughs> Yeah, your dad's older than our our parents. My so my mom. My <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, nineteen fifty two. Well, this co- this podcast took a turn. My everybody. mom was one years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to Treasure Planet. <laughs> 
Oh goodness, that took a weird turn. Um, <laughs> That's a weird turn. So I'll take so, the blame for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, ultimately, I mean, Treasure Planet is a great movie. Personally, I'm obviously sad that it didn't do well. They could 100% pull a Rescuers right now. They could 100% <laughs> they could. do that. Oh, how? I honestly, that would probably have that would probably get more people excited if they created a sequel now rather than oh, yeah. doing it back then. Back then, um, yeah. Same, that's, same a, that's another fun movies. conversation too. Is which I mean, which Disney movies would you want to have a sequel now? Dude, you know what? No, I just had a great idea. I want oh. the New Kingdom Hearts movie to have Treasure Planet, or the New Kingdom yeah. Hearts game hey. to have Treasure Planet. That'd be amazing. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Uh, there's there's a there's a Kingdom Hearts movie. No, happening? I that's why I said game. I cl- I reclarified the game. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't hear that part. I yeah, no, I, I reclarified just... the game. <laughs> what uh I mean, no nothing's any... off the table these days they're coming off the borderlands game for crying out loud so you mean a borderlands movie yes just yeah <laughs> you did the exact opposite of what Word, i did words, words are hard renner <laughs> do you think i don't know hey you haven't even had a drink yet <laughs> i pre-gamed are you sure about that renner have you had a drink yet four Okay. Anyways, oh everybody, <laughs> I, I think we can go ahead and wrap this up now. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts on Treasure Planet Two or I, One? I guess. I, I I I would honestly, with that last that last idea, I think you are correct. It would be amazing if they did a sequel. That would At be this point, absolutely. I definitely fantastic. agree. Because it has such a cult following now, it would it would just automatically blow up. Kind of like, I mean, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I want to say this, but I don't want to go down a rabbit trail. In the same way, Firefly would blow up mm. if it would just do it now. Because they that's, have such a following. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. It, well, and the same so, thing well, is not, like not necessarily. Oh, we don't okay. need to get into that, but there are some things that would make that not go down nowadays. That's also um, true. That is also true. Uh, um, but I will say, Man. you saying that, it, you, with you saying that, have you heard the theories that, um, uh, Cade Six is the same person as Nathan Fillion's character in Firefly, just thousands of years apart? I have not, I have, I have not, no. There, there's no. a theory that Cade Six <laughs> from Destiny 2 is that character from Firefly. Just because it's Nathan Fillion? Just be, well, not just because it's Nathan Fillion. It's also just the uh, apparently like certain mannerisms, as well as his character okay. in general. I don't. I don't know who Cade Six is. If I'm being honest, I'm not uh, Destiny. You don't. No, don't, I, he, don't. He said it. I googled it. I know that, but and no. I didn't know that he was voiced by Nathan Fillion. I looked that up as well. So yeah, it, it's um, definitely it, it's definitely because it's the same voice actor as well as specific mannerisms and characters. But anyway, there is a theory out there. You listeners can go do more research on that. Um, uh, and if there's, if there's not, and I just made that up, that seems really interesting. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Nerd Cops Podcast. You can follow us at the link in the description. Wait, wait, Casey, Casey, before you, before you end the podcast, the listeners need to know that we have a new subreddit. You can go check it out at reddit.com slash r slash the nerd cops podcast please go check it out before disney comes so what are your opinions of treasure planet and its potential sequel yay or nay we will talk to you later help me please dear god